The NFL Gambling Podcast Trade Deadline Recap and Futures Market Update edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash SGPN and use code SGPN for a first deposit match up to $100. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting research platform for parlays, props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit that hofbets.com code sgpn to get 50 percent off your first month to start making smarter bets today plus we're brought to you by the mma gambling podcast just launched their youtube channel to celebrate their giving away mma gambling podcast hoodie head over to sports gambling podcast.com slash mma hoodie for all details today i'm just about that action boss Welcome, everybody, to the NFL Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Trade deadline recap and futures market update. Yes, it is Moneyline Mac and J-Mark Football back. We are back for a doubleheader. Go check out our week nine preview and pick show. I forgot what week we're in. You know, all these weeks are blending together. Uh, It was an ugly slate, but we dove into it. Go check out our lock dog tease and Moneyline round robin that will hit very nicely on Sunday, but uh, we're going to talk about why some of the lines moved and the market moved uh, over the last couple of days, and that's the trade deadline, which has kind of taken on the little bit of a its own life over the last couple of years, kind of a little bit of NBA feel. We did this last year. We gave out a couple futures winners at the uh, trade deadline. I remember we gave out Jaguars to make the playoffs or to win the a- AFC South. They were two and six at the time. They went on a run. I, I think it was nine to one. So got value there. We almost nailed the Panthers. We thought the Buccaneers were suspect with Tom Brady. But hey, we're we're here once again to give out some long shots. These teams are not dead yet. So uh, but yeah, let's bring in the other hosts, like I talked about. Mr. Old Fashioned Football, aka J Mark Football. Ready to talk some futures, man. I love this episode last year. Yeah, absolutely. Running two-a-days. You know, it's important NFL Newsweek when we're running a two-a-day. Yes, indeed. Indeed it is. And National Football League never stops. Uh, I mean, let's get right into it, and I'll ask you, what was the biggest impact trade from a contender standpoint, in your opinion? There was two of them that I really liked. Uh, The first one being the Jaguars bringing in Ezra Cleveland. Uh, Their offensive line, the interior of it, has been kind of the biggest question mark there. And the way Trevor Lawrence is playing, the way Travis Etienne is playing, bolstering that offensive line is huge for them for the long run. For, for, uh, you know, this is a team that they're going to make the playoffs unless all hell breaks loose. And uh, they got a shot to upset some of these top teams like the Bills, the, the Chiefs. And then uh, the other one I really liked was the Seahawks bringing in Leonard Williams, bolstering that defensive line. So anytime you can, uh, you know, focus on stopping the run when you're in a division with Christian McCaffrey 
or pressuring the quarterbacks. Um, it's just it's a big deal for them. It's going to really help elevate that defense. And that, that again, that's a team that they're looking to make a late-season push. They're leading the division right now, and um, this only helps their chances. Completely. I mean, I, I loved the the Leonard Williams move for the Seahawks, getting another pass rusher to kind of counter what San Francisco did, which we'll talk about here in a minute. On the other side, the Jaguars, you mentioned it, Cleveland, uh, coming over from the Minnesota Vikings in. I'm sure the average listener is not the biggest offensive line fan or they're watching the offensive line. <laughs> Cleveland, I mean, currently ranks eighth among all uh, guards at the PFF positions in their breakdown. So he's been consistently around that 15 to 20 range. Leonard Williams, obviously a big time vet. I mean, he's always in the top 20, 25 de- defensive, uh, defensive lineman, defensive tackle. So like you said, another, another weapon, Let's talk about your Bears, man. Bring it over. Montez Sweat could dip it in. And, you know, first off, I'm ecstatic that they shipped Sweat and Chase Young and were able to get a second and third round pick. Ron Ron needed to bring in a little bit of help on the outside looking in. See, his quote today was, I needed to know the value. He needed the value of uh, what a draft pick is worth for a player. So, shout out to Ron. This is his fourth year as a GM. And he's figuring out the value of the draft picks now <laughs> while he's a front runner to be fired. So, but Jay Mark, from a Bears standpoint, I will dive into the futures. I, the Bears are not punting on this season. That's what that this move tells me. Now we'll talk about it if they gave up too much. But what's uh, I mean, what's your take on this trade to get Montez Sweat? Yeah, I mean, it was interesting. Uh, I don't love giving up the second rounder. But uh, I saw a bunch of rumors. Never know whether these are true or not. Last year, it turned out that the, they were true with the Packers trying to get Chase Claypool, which we l- would have let them have that one. But uh, a lot of rumors that other teams were willing to give up the second for Sweat. So Poles decided he had to make his move. It's big for a, a team that is obviously struggling to get to the quarterback. I mean, the Bears have 10 sacks on quarterbacks so far this year, Montez Sweat has six and a half himself. So you would hope that that would immediately elevate that. They're also the last in quarterback pressures. think that he's a guy that they can get in and kind of, uh, kind of elevate that whole defensive line. The cornerbacks have not been, they've been all right, but not great. A good defensive line is going to help your cornerbacks be better. Um, they're going to be able to cover better because the quarterback has to throw it quicker. It was interesting, though, giving up that second, especially with a team that's kind of on the outside looking in. I mean, it's it's still anybody's race, I guess, in the playoffs here. But, you know, Fields is still hurt. You're losing games that you shouldn't lose. So, I don't know. This is going to be interesting to see how it plays out the rest of the year. Yeah, I mean, statistically, Sweat and, 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 and Young have been good, but – I don't know. Sometimes sacks can be a little misleading because you can have one sack a game, but you could also get dominated the rest of the game. And and we'll talk about the next guy here in a minute. I I thought Sweat's best year was last year when Young was hurt. I thought he really showcased. And I I actually thought they were going to keep. So I wanted to keep Sweat if I had to choose between the two of them. I think he's the better of the two. He's, he's better against the run. He's, he's longer. Um, He's a big, he's a big dude, man. And, I think you're getting a good one. Hopefully you guys can resign him because if you give up a second, you got to resign him, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that That's another, the rumors are flying that Poles already had talked with him a little bit previously, had been given permission to talk with him to uh, kind of see where they, they were at money-wise. And it sounds like with all that cap space we have that we are going to re-sign him. So um, long-term deal coming in for him, I would assume. Yeah, otherwise that's an awful deal for the Bears. But yeah. I, 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 we'll, we'll talk about your futures. I kind of think you guys are going to make a little bit of a run here in the second half. Um, but let's transition over to the other defensive end. Chase Young going over to the San Francisco 49ers. And I, I think a lot of people think the Niners ripped off the skins. I, I, I completely disagree. <laughs> Chase Young has played like he's played like eight, ga- nine, ten games in the last two and a half plus years. Um, I mean, he flashed, but I mean, if you watch him on Sunday, he had already mentally checked out. It, it was time to move on from him. He's he was the fourth best defensive lineman on that unit. Sweat's better, Allen's better, Payne's better, and there's a reason that the Bears gave up a second for Sweat and not Young. That the the market told you which one was better, and I mean the advanced analytics have have told the story too. I mean Sweat Sweat's been playing at a high level for a year plus. Chase Young kind of getting his feet back, showing flashes. What do you think of uh, Chase Young going over to San Francisco? I could see him. Fitting in well there, though. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, we said on the the earlier show, it's interesting, an injury-prone player going to the most injury-prone team. But <laughs> yeah, maybe you're right. I mean, Chase Young, when healthy, is a good player. And so maybe at, if for San Francisco, he doesn't have to be the guy, right? He just has yeah. to be a situational pass rusher that can rotate in. And maybe that's going to benefit him and elevate his game too, because he doesn't have to be on the field as much. Um, you know, we're talking about a guy that 2020 was the last time he played double digit games. And so that injury history is bad. Even giving up a third round, for a guy that has the talent that he has, that seems crazy with his injury history. But um, he is a guy that, yeah, if he, if he doesn't have to play every down and he can be rotated into a already good 49ers defense, maybe it's a great move for the 49ers. I think you make a great point that he's going to be a situational pass rusher there and fill, fill a void because Bosa is still the horse. And that's where I think the biggest misconception is with the national narrative that they got ripped off. Like Chase Young is not Miles Garrett. He's not uh, <laughs> TJ Watt. He's not Nick Bosa. He's not. He's not Max Crosby. These guys are. These guys don't take plays off. I've watched Chase Young take. I watched him take the whole Eagles game off. I mean, he was god awful on Sunday. And there's a reason why under Del Rio and Rivera they played their best defensive brand of football was because. He kind of just does his own thing. Yeah, he'll make the flashy play, the flashy sack, but he takes too many plays off like you're talking about. Now I do agree with you, though. He gets over to San Francisco. He can fit that fit that role. And, I mean, for him, man, it, it's kind of put up or shut up time. He He's a, he's a little bit entitled thinking he, he should get the big deal based off of his name. Uh, I mean, he thinks he's Micah Parsons, which <laughs> is comical. But, uh, yeah, I mean – We'll see what happens. He's also got to stay healthy. That's another thing. So um, that's enough, Chase Young. Good luck to him, uh, but not really. One one (laughs) other thing on him, I don't know if the 49ers have the cap space to re-sign him. They're going to have to get creative. He's a rental. Yeah. 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 They're going to have to get creative if they want to re-sign him. So giving up a third is – they're obviously in win right now mode with that. They think he can bring enough just this year to give up a third. So that's interesting. 
Did the analytics say that for Ron? Does, <laughs> As we said uh, earlier, when you said he asked Siri, hey, what, what can I get for Chase Young? <laughs> hey, Siri, what's the value for Chase Young and Montez Sweat? Is that worth the second or third round? Can I get a first round? No, Ron, right. I can't. All right, I'll give up a fourth round. I'm surprised they didn't give up like a fourth or fifth round. You know what we should have done? We should have tried to trade Ron and said, you know what, we'll give you our seventh round draft pick. With there you Ron. go. But anyway, I digress. Uh, we'll talk about what the Packers and Bills did on the other side, but first we got to talk about prize picks. Uh, because prize picks is offering a reboot, reboot policy for all you guys out there that had B. John Robinson with the migraines. No, he can't take a Tylenol or an Advil, but he got a migraine and boom, you lost your fantasy. You lost all your SGPs. You're out of money. You're out of luck. You're broke. You got to sell the house and your family hates you. So, but don't worry. Price picks. Use that because it's Reboot City. Price picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an insurance policy where if a player leaves in the first half and doesn't return in the second half, you can get the reboot policy. And I know a lot of you need that. So, Get over there to Prize Picks. Simple way to play. I can you can make picks, submit your entry in less than sixty seconds. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay with Prize Picks number one daily fantasy app. Prize Picks offers weekly promotions with payouts on Taco Tuesday. I love me some Taco Tuesdays. Get a little margarita, get a little buzz, and make some picks on Prize Picks. Hey, get some winners with some chips and salsa. Uh, Players and stats, it types you're selecting, highlight your winnings from prize picks, a simple, fun, and easy way to experience uh, playing the game the right way over at prize picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash SGPN and use code SGPN for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com, code SGPN, prize picks, daily fantasy made easy. Okay, so we're also brought to you by the MMA Gambling Podcast, which just launched our own YouTube channel. In honor, we're giving away a MMA Gambling Podcast hoodie to one lucky winner. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie to submit your entry today and make sure you subscribe to the MMA Gambling Podcast on YouTube so you're eligible. All right, J-Mark, I know you were happy with this trade because out goes Rasul Douglas from Go Pack Go to the... Um, Buffalo Bills, and I thought this was essential for for these Bills. I actually love this move for the Bills, and it gives me hope that my ticket on them to win the Super Bowl still is alive and well now that they get a veteran DB back in the the secondary. I know Adam Peltier's got to be happy about this one, man. I mean, you're excited because Rasul Douglas is on his way out of uh, the uh, um, NFC North. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, The more defensive – playmakers they can get out of there the better for the bears definitely a good move for the bills i mean he fits that zone scheme that they tend to run on their defense they've had some injury issues with tredavious white and um their their rookie or i guess former rookie kyer elam he hasn't been that great so getting bringing in somebody that's going to fit into that scheme and can uh be a big time playmaker for him especially when you think about the quarterbacks that are in the afc we've talked about it all year long, how this AFC is just a, it's a different level than the NFC when it comes to the quarterbacks. When you got to go against the Mahomes, the uh, the Justin Herberts, the yep. like Josh Allen, but obviously he's on the same team. But um, Lamar Jackson, I mean, all these guys, Trevor Lawrence, these guys are are good players. So bolstering your defensive backfield is is crucial in my opinion. 
And uh, that's exactly what the Bills did here. And and Rasul Douglas is a Mountaineer, so he's automatically a badass. So yeah, he <laughs> he was go. great. We we actually uh, graduated the same year, so Rasul always always liked him. And he, I mean, he was great. He was a good role guy in the Eagles his rookie year when they won the Super Bowl, um, and then has been a shutdown guy over there with Green Bay the last couple of years. And I think he's I think that's a great addition for these. Um, um, Buffalo Bills, another For team sure. under the radar at the deadline. What'd you think of uh, the, the Detroit Lions in your division going out and getting Donovan Peoples Jones from uh, the Cleveland Browns? Yeah, I thought that was a really good under the radar move. I mean, aside from Amon Ross St. Brown and Sam Laporta, the Lions have really struggled as far as pass catchers goes. And so bringing in somebody like DPJ who He's had really good games. He just kind of gets buried on that depth chart. I mean, they love Amari Cooper. They don't have the best quarterback production anyways right now. So I feel like that's a really good move for the Lions. They got him at a cheap value. So to me, it's a thing that if it doesn't really work out, it's not a huge deal. But he is going to be a guy that comes in and probably can, in a, a week or two, once he learns a playbook, he's going to be that wide receiver too next to Amon Ross St. Brown, in my opinion, because they're just they haven't gotten what they wanted out of Jamison Williams. They're dealing with another a bunch of other guys like Khalif Raymond. I mean, not guys that are are barn burners by any means. So I think it's a really good move for the Lions, who they, they have a grasp on this NFC North, unfortunately. Yeah, I I I, I like it. I, I like I like this move as well for the Lions who are going all in, man. I mean, this team's damn good, J Mark. I, I know you I know we don't we don't really like the Lions. I mean, you don't like the Lions, but <laughs> They're pretty damn good. Yeah, they they are. Um, yeah, I, I hate to admit it. I, I didn't think I could believe in the Lions. I didn't think I thought, that, you know, they just had so much of a culture issue. And losers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they've just been losers for so long. But I mean, credit to Dan Campbell. He's really turned it around and he's got that team believing. Indeed. I'll tell you another team that was believing until their starting quarterback went down. That was the Minnesota Vikings. and They got a. Uh, Went and got Dobbs out of nowhere. I mean, kind of did not see this one coming. I didn't see Arizona dealing Dobbs. I kind of felt like it might be Jacoby Brissett or Jameis Winston, but it's going to be Dobbs instead. So what do you think here? Dobbs will not start this week. It'll be Jalen Hall from BYU. Do you think Dobbs eventually takes over, though? I mean, I think he could. This was a guy that earlier in the year, especially, we were saying – the Cardinals are tanking, but nobody told Dobbs because he was he was playing his ass off. Playing his ass off. Yeah, yes. for sure. And um, so, I, you know, as for the Vikings, it's a good move for them. Even if he's going to end up being a backup, they don't have a lot of depth behind Hall. Uh, they do have Sean Mannion, who nobody's believing in him. Um, so it, it's a good depth move either way. A little surprising from the Cardinals. A guy plays his ass off for you. Maybe he did too well, and they want to tank. And they're like, yeah. what? you weren't supposed to come in and beat the Cowboys. What are you doing? And uh, so yeah. they shipped him out because of that. I don't, I don't know. It was interesting based on the Cardinals because they seem like an organization that's out on Kyler Murray. Clayton Toon really hasn't shown anything that he can be the guy. I guess he might get a shot now, but um, I think this is more of just showing that the Cardinals are definitely on their way out to tank for Caleb Williams or whoever, Drake May, whoever they want to draft. And uh, it's a good good move by the Vikings, who they 
again, the NFC North, it's kind of wide open as far as those wild cards, that wild card spot. So this is a, a move that could potentially really help them out. Now, I did see something on the the gram. I can't remember who posted it, but it said Josh Dobbs makes them Super Bowl contenders. I, I think that's a little cuckoo, but uh, no, no, <laughs> uh, believe yeah. what you want to believe, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, that's not right. So, uh, yeah. And, and then the final one, Kevin Bayard, 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 however you pronounce it, coming over <laughs> from the Titans. Going over this filthy Philadelphia Eagles. He played on Sunday actually against the Skins. He had uh what seven tackles in total. He he was out there. I saw him. Good piece. Um, I I think it was a much needed piece too with their secondary. Their secondary's got some holes, in my opinion. How about you? Yeah, absolutely. And the injuries to the secondary have been terrible. I think they've lost what three guys now to the injured reserve. At least two of yeah. them won't be coming back this year. So it was definitely something they needed to kind of bolster that secondary, especially, you know, you're going against Dallas. Um, they're obviously trying to keep them uh, off base and to keep them in the division. The, the Eagles want to keep their lead, and uh, yeah. they need a better secondary to do that. Well, especially because I know everybody loves Slay and Bradbury, but I think they're more big names at this point. They're not. Yeah. They're not playing at an elite level, so – I do agree with you there. So interested to see what happens with the yard. Um, big one, big one for these Eagles on Sunday. And we'll talk about the futures market on the other side because we're talking about Hall of Fame bets because you can win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, props, and game lines. Research NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer with historical data. Enter any parlay into the Hall of Fame's revolutionary parlay. Optimizer tool to get down every leg broken down so you know which ones have the best value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching Hall of Fame bets to craft a more intelligent data-driven parlay. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com, code SGPN, to get a 50% off your first month. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All righty, we're back, and you're probably wondering, all right, you guys have talked about enough trade deadline. I agree. Let's get into the updated market, and we'll go division by division, then we'll go conference, and kind of we'll keep it somewhat brief just because you kind of know what these teams are at this point. Let's go in the NFC East. That's where we always start. I'm biased. Uh, (laughs) All right, updated odds. I'm seeing Philadelphia at minus 200, Dallas at plus 200, Washington (laughs) Uh, don't tell Ron he's three. Uh, he's plus 30,000 as a saying dumb and dumber. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Giants are even worse, uh, 40 plus 40,000, whatever. It's clearly down to a two team race shocker between these two. I actually think the value's on Dallas here with the Philly <laughs> schedule coming up. How about you? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't. I don't necessarily believe they can overtake Philly, but if you're going to take somebody, that's the the team to take. I wouldn't um, pay the juice to to bet Philly. Yeah, and j- just to, if people are wondering what what schedule I'm talking about, a these two teams play over the next five weeks, but Philly over the next five weeks, they're not playing Ron Rivera anymore. They got Dallas at Kansas City, Arrowhead on Monday night, Buffalo, San Francisco at Dallas again, and then Seattle. So next six games against teams that are playoff teams. Easily, easily playoff teams. So 
Like I said, the value would be on Dallas if you're going to take it. J-Mark and I agree there. Let's go over next to the NFC West where, I'll tell you what, we said sprinkle a little bit on that Seahawks in the preseason. They have a one-game lead. By the way, the Eagles have a one-game lead on Dallas, so that's why they are minus 200. Um, San Fran's still minus 250. Seattle, plus 250. Rams, 35-1. to Long shot. Cardinals, not even in the picture. I mean, man, they – they're not believing in our Seahawks, man. They're still riding that Niners juice. I, what, what you still stick with the Seahawks is the best value here, sitting at plus two fifty when they have the actual lead in the division. Absolutely, they have the lead. They're the healthier team right now. Um, and Brock, I know that uh, the offensive line has had injuries for the 49ers, but Brock Purdy has not looked like the Wonder Boy that he was late last season yeah. and early this season. Uh, there's something definitely there that he's starting to regress a little bit. It's like that luck and magic is running out. So, yeah, I absolutely will. Let, I mean, the 49ers still a great team. Don't get me wrong. It's going to be a tight race, but I'm I'm laying the money on the Seahawks here. Same. And, man, I can't wait for this game. Week 12, Thanksgiving. Shit, that's in three weeks. You got San Francisco going to Seattle. Then they play two weeks later back in the great Northwest. I'll tell you what, man, I like it. I like it. And, and, and the Niners got an Eagles game sandwich in between that, between the two Seahawks games. And they got the Jaguars still to play and the Ravens. I'm taking the Seahawks plus 250. I, I, I know we talked about it as a long shot, but it's not a long shot anymore. One game lead plus 250. We're giving out Seahawks plus 250 here. All right, let's go over to the NFC South where it's getting filthy. This is great. Uh, <laughs> all right, so these two teams are pretty much even based off of whatever book you want to go. Kind of seeing New Orleans around a plus 135, uh, 125, 130. Atlanta plus 140. They're uh, they're tied in the standings four and four. Tampa Bay, I think, is one game back at plus 550. Carolina just got their first win. They're not going to go on a run. I'm all over the Atlanta Falcons because of the quarterback change, man. In comes Heineke, <laughs> and here we go. The magic is back. Uh, I know we gave out Saints preseason, but we, we kind of had an asterisk. We're like, if, if Heineke plays, we kind of like the Falcons. Midway point through eight weeks, I kind of think the Falcons got some mojo going here. How about you? I'm going to go with the Saints here. I think overall they're the better team. They have more talent. And uh, I'm just not buying into Arthur Smith as a coach anymore. I, he just does not utilize his talent very well. So uh, this is the complete fate of uh, Arthur Smith. Love Heineke. Love that they're going with him. But I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with those Saints and Derek Carr, who's looking a little bit better each game by each game. It's like he's finally getting his flow down. So I, I think they win it. And they also have a really good defense. And these two teams have not played yet, looking ahead at the schedule. Week 12, um, so that Thanksgiving weekend is is going to be big time for this NFL. I mean, it always yeah. is. Uh, Falcons get the home game first. They do get a bye before that, so that's big for them. And then they go to New Orleans week 18. Do you think it comes down to the last game of the year? I hope so, because that always makes for yeah. great football, doesn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. So Jay Mark and I are on opposite sides. He's on the Saints plus 135 at a book I'm seeing. I got 140. 
Moving along in the slate. Oh, we got the NFC North, baby. Here we go. Oh, damn. This is basically done. <laughs> the Lions are minus 1,200. Vikings 16 to 1. Packers 40, 40. What? How are the Packers this much more of a favorite than the Bears? What are they smoking? Uh, 4,100. The Bears are 150 to 1. Take the Bears. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> now, I th- you think this division's over? Bit. Uh, yeah, unless, unless golf gets hurt or something like that, uh, even though, I mean, even then, if he gets hurt, that run game with Montgomery, once he comes back and Gibbs is just too good. That defense is too good. And, uh, the coaching is too good. So I think this is the lions. I'm a bears fan though. I, I got to sprinkle just a tiny bit because if fields comes back next week and looks like he looked the two games before he got injured, if that defense picks it up with the uh, the sweat trade, you know maybe maybe there's a chance. It's a there's small one, but maybe saying, there's a chance. You're saying there's a chance, and you know what, man? If Kirk was back, I'd be all over the Vikings. Yeah, I I actually need. I wish I had seen what it was before that because the Vikings play the Lions in Week 16 and 18, but they're not going to catch them with Dobbs. That's not happening. So, yeah, this this is Lions country. They're going to get it done. Going over to the AFC East. Uh, Patriots, unfortunately, not going to get it done. Uh, (laughs) Dolphins, minus 180. Not betting that. Buffalo, plus 240. New York Jets, New York Football Jets, plus 950. Patriots, 190 to 1. That was the game. That was the dagger in their uh, division hopes. Oh, I'm all over the Bills. Bills yeah, already beat the Dolphins. They, they, that's a bad matchup for the Dolphins. And the Dolphins always fade in the second half when it gets cold. Yeah, absolutely agree on the Bills here. Um, I can see somebody making an argument for the Jets if Rodgers is going to suit up within the next two or three weeks here. They have been winning yeah. games without him, and he's th- he's on the practice field throwing the ball. So I could see somebody making an argument, but I think they're a little far behind to catch Dolphins or Bills. They're still going to make the playoffs, I feel like. We're going to have three teams from this division make the playoffs. I'm just – that's what I'm feeling right now. But, yeah, I'm, Rod- I'm on the Bills. And then Rodgers comes back, yeah. Uh, yep. <laughs> I mean, uh, big one in Germany. I guess the Dolphins could really take a stranglehold if they get the Chiefs game. So, But, yeah, I'm on the Bills plus 240. I think they'll beat Miami yeah, sure. and Miami at the end. So, Yeah. Uh, moving along here in the AFC West, this division is over. Uh, Kansas City minus 650. Lock it up. We said that. That was amazing that they were only, what, minus 150 at the beginning of the year? Uh, free Chargers, money. Free money. Chargers plus se- or 7 to 1, not happening. Vegas 40 to 1, not happening. Denver 80 to 1. Move along. <laughs> Anything right. you want to add to this? Nope, not at all. Yeah. Let's go to the north. This one, this that's that's the NFC North. Go to the AFC North. There we go. Come on. Go where I tell you to go, damn it. Uh <laughs> this this uh well, first off, this thing does not want AFC South. That's where we're going now. All right, here we go. Jaguars minus 400, heavy favorite. You got Houston 8 to 1, Tennessee 14 to 1 and Indy 31 to 1. Jacksonville currently, by the way, the Chiefs have a three-game lead. The Dolphins have a one-game lead. Jaguars got a three-game lead. Nobody's catching them, right? No, not at all. Um, we were all over this preseason, too, that the Jags, the way they finished last season, yeah. that 
they were going to win this division. I'm trying to pull it up here because I know I've placed a bet on them. Um, they were the same. You parlayed them in the Chiefs, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm trying to figure out what the uh, what the odds were at that time. Obviously, I'm scrolling too far because I have too many open bets. Um, they were minus 150 as well. So, I mean, it, it, yeah, you paid some juice, but it, it just felt like easy money. Yeah. No, I, they're by far the best team. They took care of business. This five-game stretch was great. It's been a continuation of what they did last year when we they were in the dumpster at this point last year. We said that team is better than their record. They they could go on a run, and sure sure they did. Doug Peterson got them going second half of the year. So yeah, love that. Uh, all right, let's go to the this one's probably going to be the most fun out of all these divisions. Let's go to the AFC North because you can make a case for every team here. The Ravens are sitting at six and two. They're minus one twenty, so they are the clear favorite. But all of a sudden, Cincinnati's come on strong, plus 350. Um, you also got Cleveland at plus 550. Pittsburgh at 9-1. to one. It's not going to be Pittsburgh. <clears throat> they're they're by far the worst team out of all these four, in my opinion. I know everybody loves Tomlin. We'll back him as a dog, especially at Heinz Field. But they're the worst out of these four. They have a negative point differential. Um, way more than the other teams. I mean, Baltimore's been dominant lately, but Baltimore's also petered out down the stretch. Are you still backing your Bengals at plus 350? Absolutely. At the beginning of the season, I thought there were two teams that could win this, and that was the Bengals and the Steelers. It's not going to be the Steelers. They just have yeah. not. Their offense didn't take the step I thought it was going to. Um, and I'm still in a fade Lamar. I know he's looked good in some of the games, but – that doesn't seem to last for him, even when he, he does look good. And the Browns, I'm fading them. Like, Watson doesn't even want to be on the field at this point, which is crazy. So, yeah, I'm all over the Bengals to to keep winning games and to win this division. I mean, and it starts this weekend. I think they beat the Bills. I think they, uh, they win that game, and it's a statement game for them, and that they just keep winning games here and take this division. I love the price you can get right now. It really, it really pisses me off with because I was on the Browns in the preseason as as a sleeper. For him to sit out that Ravens game in Week Four, man, like that was a that was a flip 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 of a game where if the Browns had got that, they're what five and two, and the Ravens are five and three, and you're in first place. Instead, you're a game and a half back, and now you got to go to Baltimore next week. It's hard to pass up Cincy at this price plus three fifty. I don't, yeah. I, but I but I feel like that they're due not to win the division. Finally, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the Browns' schedule, I just don't think the Browns can do it consistently. I'll take no, the Bengals with you. I'll take the Bengals with you plus three fifty. Best quarterback. Yeah. So absolutely, I I have a bet that had. Chiefs, Eagles, Bengals, Jags, and Bills to win the division. At that time, the Bengals were plus one thirty. So you're getting uh, getting some extra money now, getting them at uh, three to one or whatever it is now. Um, but I, I still love it. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, all right, let's go to let's go to some make the playoffs. So basically, make a wild card. Um, Eagles are minus eight eight thousand. They're in San Francisco minus nineteen hundred. They're in. Detroit minus forty five hundred. They're in Kansas City minus thirty three hundred. They're in Miami minus thirteen hundred. They're in Dallas minus twelve hundred. 
they're going to be in. Jacksonville, minus 950, they're in. Baltimore, minus 650, they're in. Seattle, minus 340, I think they're in, right? I think so. Buffalo, minus 175, I think I like they're going to make it. I do, too. I like that price. It's a, it's a little juiced, but when you think of the team, I, I'm almost positive they're going to make the playoffs, so I, I like that. Yeah. Uh, so you get the Bengals at minus 150 as well. If you want to get in on that, uh, J Mark parlay. So yeah, <laughs> six, eight, 10, 12, four. So what if I told you right now, the odds on favorite in the NFC, you got the saints at minus 150 and the Falcons at minus 160. So the Falcons are favored more to make the playoffs right now. Than the than the Saints, but the Saints are the division favorite. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, I I think that they're saying is the division is really weak. They get to play Carolina, they get to play Tampa Bay, pulling up the playoff uh, standings right now in the NFC. Somebody in this god awful NFC is going to make the playoffs after because we're going to agree. Philly and Dallas are in from the East. Detroit's in from the North. Seattle and San Francisco from the West. Um, that gets you what five teams, and then you're going to have an NFC South winner at six. Then you get fun. You get the Vikings. You get the yeah. You get the loser of the NFC South. You get the the Buccaneers. You get the Rams. You get the Skins. You get the Packers, Giants, Bears. Eighteen Let's, to one to make the playoffs. The Chicago Bears. Let's I go. Do, I was going to say that. I think I think our long shot is coming from the NFC, man. I think – I don't think Ron's going to make the playoffs. No way. 18-1. Um, <laughs> to one, Let's go. I, I like it. Uh, Giants, 25-1. to one. I don't I don't see it happening. No. What if I told you the Packers are only plus 450? Which is – I don't get it. Jordan Love, what has he done to show him that he can lead that team to the playoffs? Yeah, this is this is wild. Uh, I don't know. I'm just pulling up some projection stuff. Like, who do they have that they're that they're projecting this? And how do the Commanders have better odds to make the playoffs than the Bears? No offense, but what the fuck? <laughs> just hey, hey, we we got. I might sprinkle ten to one because they got rid of sweating out or sweating young. They're gonna get better. <laughs> Addition right. by subtraction is what Ron says. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the Rams are at 340? No way. Stafford's going to miss time, it sounds like. Yeah. I think the 260? No way. No. I think the commanders are 10 to 1 because they know Ron will never know that he's eliminated. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I mean, the Bucs are only 2 to 1, I guess. So this is playoffs. So I guess they're saying that they're in the division race. I think if you're going to take two long shots, I actually don't think the skins are the worst long shot in the world. 10 to one. Cause Ron, Ron will pull out some bullshit games out of his ass. Now when he's a dog, <laughs> like they'll, they'll, they'll win some game and he won't even know he wins. So we'll go, let's go 10 to one skins, 18 to one bears. I like it. One of those is going to backdoor. You have the tiebreaker. So I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm definitely going to, I'm definitely betting the bears 18 to one. I'm all over this. Uh, all right, let's go to the AFC uh, seven seed right now held by the Cleveland. So, all right, so I think we agree. Kansas City's in. Yeah. Miami and Buffalo from the East are going to get in. Jacksonville's going to win their division. And Baltimore and probably Cincinnati. 
Yeah. Even though even though Cincinnati has some work. So that leaves a clump of teams, whether you go Pittsburgh, Cleveland, the New York football jets, you got the Titans, you got the you got the Chargers, Colts, Raiders, Broncos. Oh yeah, Patriots, dead last. <laughs> uh you got a long shot here to make the playoffs? It's not really a long shot, but I'm all over this this narrative that the Jets make the playoffs. Um, it, it's plus two twenty, I think it's sitting at right now. I it, I've said it since since Rogers got hurt, and he said I'm coming back. I said he is going to come back. They didn't want to give that first rounder to Green Bay. He didn't really tear his Achilles. They've been able to win enough games to stay relevant in this playoff talk. And then he's going to come back and they're going to be better because you can't tell me a Jets team with Rodgers over Wilson is not going to be better. That defense is, if it's not the best in the league, it's top three, right? Yeah, I, I do agree. I'm and gonna, you're getting plus money on them. I mean, I'm, I like I'm the Jets. It. I like the Jets. I like that defense. So I'll, I'll, I'll put that, I'll put that in there three to one, but you know, I got to get in on 25 to one, 25 <laughs> to one. Yes. What if I told you the Patriots' upcoming schedule? Skins win. Win. Colts in Germany win. win. Giants win. Yeah. Chargers in New England in December. Herbert doesn't like playing in the cold. Win. Then they play the Steelers. They could win five in a row to get to seven and six. <laughs> Twenty-five to one, Bill. And True. they play the Broncos, and he never loses to the Jets. There's your nine wins. Now, True. they're not going to beat Kansas City. They're not going to beat Buffalo. Again, they did beat Buffalo. 25 to 1 Patriots. I, I can't quit them. I can't quit them yet, I like baby. It. <laughs> hey, trust Belichick. Uh, do you like Tomlin plus 175 to pull Rabbit out of his ass? Uh, his team isn't good, though. No. I was going to say, I wish I could say yes, but that offense is terrible. Until they get rid of Matt Canada, I can't back that team anymore. Yeah. Um, Broncos nine to one. I mean, all of a sudden playing better football quietly with Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. I'll take I'll take a sprinkle on the Broncos. And say I don't hate it. I mean, you saw what they did against the uh, the Chiefs, and yeah. that was not just that Taylor Swift wasn't at the game and that Patrick Mahomes was sick. Yeah. There was more to it than that. So, I mean, I don't hate that move. Yeah, I, I mean. Their defense is playing a lot better football uh, ever since. I think everybody just remembers the debacle, the giving up all those, giving up all those points in Miami. So, all right. So to recap, in the NFC, uh, we both like the Skins and Bears as long shots, ten to one, eighteen to one. No bias here. Let's give out a third one. <laughs> yeah, let's give out another long shots. Uh, all right. Let me get to. I don't want to give out a loser. It's going to be one yeah. of them, right? <laughs> <laughs> a non-biased. I, we're not giving out the Falcons minus one sixty. No fucking way. Bucks two to one. Nah. I mean Vikings plus two sixty. Could they sneak in the we, seventy? They're four and four already. Dobbs is Dobbs play a playoff game? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if the Vikings had a better run game, yeah. I would be on that. But their run game even has sucked. I actually think Cam Akers ends up taking over for Alexander Madison. He has run more efficiently recently, and I I haven't been sold on Madison since he was going to be the starter. 
I don't who's know. I don't like any who, of these teams. Who's Carolina got coming up? Is it? Can they get back in the saying they're only two back? <laughs> <laughs> they're twenty five to one. Not with Bryce Young. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not the biggest Bryce Young guy. Uh, I mean, the Rams at plus three fifty isn't a bad one. If Stafford True. actually stays healthy, I think we give out the Rams. So. Yeah. Rams plus three forty, skins ten to one, bears eighteen to one, AFC. Um, I got, I got one more on. NFC one for you. What we got? What if, what if Kyler Murray comes <laughs> back? He's a mobile quarterback who can put up rushing yards. He's not a bad passer. He just has some games that it's like, what the fuck? This guy's supposed to be good. What if he can come back and get this team on track twenty five to one? I know it. I, they I, have some I, good pass catchers. I mean, in James Conner, once he comes back from injured reserve, they got a good running back. I don't know. I no, I don't think it's going to happen. But if you're looking for a long, long shot at twenty-five to one, eh, why not sprinkle just a little bit on it? They're only three back in the wild card. Anything can happen. I, I, eight right, wins is yeah. going to get you this wild card. It'll give you a chance. So they got to get moving. So yeah. Um, Kyler, I guess we trust. So J Mark's <laughs> adding the, the 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 Cardinals 27 to 1, 25 to 1. Uh in the AFC, we liked what about the Chargers plus 170? If if the Bears was their get right game and now they start winning games, I mean I was so excited about this offense with Kellen Moore as the coordinator, and it just has been pretty flat. But yeah. they can keep using Eckler like they did. Uh, against the Bears, and maybe Quentin Johnson can step it up a little bit, then, yeah, I don't hate that move. So we'll go Chargers plus 170. Uh, what was the other one? Oh, Jets 3-1. They, to they get the state. Uh, yeah. Hey, one of one of the – whoever wins this game on Monday night, it's going to be in a good position with the Jets and Chargers. Yeah. Uh, the other one we gave out, we're not touching the Titans or Colts. Those teams, those teams aren't going to the playoffs. Um Denver nine to one. If if that defense they got to buy, keep that defense going right. And of course, I'm giving out the Patriots as my long shot twenty five to one. <laughs> Belichick's about to win five in a row to get to seven and six. Here we go, baby. Here we go. There you go. <laughs> uh, real quick, J Mark Super Bowl just to update everybody. Philly six to one. Kansas City five plus five fifty. San Fran also six to one. Miami ten to one. Is there any long shot Super Bowl that that you're seeing that that you may like? Yeah, Jacksonville Bengals? sixteen to one. Ooh, yeah, I do that. I'm seeing a twenty to one in a book. Twenty to one. There, I'm mean, even better. I mean, I I love this Jacksonville team. I put them as my Super Bowl team uh, at the preseason, and I think they're just getting better. So you know, Doug Peterson, he's uh, he's not a stranger to being able to coach teams up to the Super Bowl. So look out! Look out! AFC Trevor Lawrence and his long hair that he could he could uh, win the Super Bowl and the MVP. Like He's twenty that. to one, by the way, to win the MVP. So I like that as well. I like that too. I think Kansas City's vulnerable with all the distractions. I'll go yeah. Buffalo seventeen to one. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah, I mean you could throw Cincinnati in there eighteen to one too, man. I mean yeah. those three teams with three good quarterbacks. I I think that they could. Uh, I mean, I mean, in the NFC, I guess if you wanted to give out a longer shot, it would be Detroit fifteen to one. 
No, it would be my other preseason pick, the Saints, fifty-five to one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, the Seahawks at thirty-five to one isn't a bad one if they find a way to get in in the big dance uh, as like a one or two seed, and they everybody's got to go through Seattle. Ooh, yeah, man, that, yeah, that will uh, be tough. Yeah, and they got the tiebreaker over the Lions. You don't like the uh, the Commanders at two hundred to one? No, they weren't on my screen. Patriots are down there too. <laughs> uh, Bears Ron, sitting at four hundred to one. Come on, <laughs> we're eliminated, <laughs> right? <laughs> All right, guys. I hope you got in on some of these futures. I'm looking forward to seeing which ones go. Uh, you know, I had to throw some Patriots in there. So, um, <laughs> all right, uh, J Mark, tell everybody where to find you. What you got going on? Well, first of all, <laughs> Nick does not like our, our Seahawks pick, being the 49ers fan. But he does think the Lions look good, which I agree, but I don't like that being a Bears fan. Um, check me out on the X at Jmark Football. I post everything there. And go check us out at Old Fashioned FB, where we talk fantasy football, we talk whiskey, and the wife and I argue back and forth. And uh, she, you know, shout out to her, though. She's killing it in most of the fantasy football leagues that she's in right now. She is if not the number one team, the number two team in every single league, I feel like. So shout out to her. I'll give her some credit. (laughs) Yeah. Get over there, go check out, drink some whiskey, make some fantasy picks, and and listen to Marriage. Uh, You might might, (laughs) might pick up a – if you don't don't pick up his fantasy tips, you know, you might pick up some whiskey or you might pick up some marriage advice. So it makes you drink whiskey. There you go. Uh, can't beat that. Life is good. Football's good. NFL gambling podcast is good. At Moneyline underscore Mac for me. Uh, I think I'll have another show here tonight. I don't know. College basketball is season's here, so we'll get over there. Make make sure you're subscribed to everything. Uh, Sports gambling podcast does their week nine picks, so get over there, subscribe there. Good luck with your weekend bets, and we'll guys see you Monday for the recap show, and let it ride.